All the news and your views. Marcus Paul in the morning. You want to know something really, really annoying? Well, when politicians or elites commit crimes and then someone tells of them, it's usually not the criminal politician who's punished, it's the snitch. That's right. In Australia, snitches get stitches. Yep. Jordan Shanks, a.k.a. Friendly Geordies. Hello, mate. How are you? Good morning, Mr. Paul. And congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank and you, And sorry I uh, flipped in. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, well, we were going to throw you on after nine o'clock because uh, we're, we're sticking on to the national show. So we were going to throw you on after nine and expose you yeah. to Lawsies, uh folk just to, you know, stir the pot up a bit more. But that's okay. That's okay. How you been? Um, I've been pretty good. I've got to say, I've been very busy. Yeah. I've been up to a lot of mischief recently. Good. A lot that I can't actually get into at the moment because I've just forgotten that I'm live on air. But, uh, yeah, that's me. And also, I've just got to be saying, there's been a lot of my uh, audience who's been listening to you intently. You're their uh, their go-to now. I never thought, I didn't even know they knew what AM was. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, there's the internet. They can listen online and uh, the quality is probably a little better and we do go out on a, a number of FM signals around the state and that's OK. But look, importantly, uh, you've been kept busy trying to keep, as we always say, the old bastards honest. Uh, it, I mean, I can't recall a time, Jordan, where uh, at a federal level and at a state level, um, LNP governments have faced as much scrutiny as they have from... I guess people like you and me and uh, the mainstream to some extent. The tide is slowly starting to turn, whether it's in budget estimates in New South Wales over the last couple of weeks with the Premier and others squirming in their seats as they finally, finally face the music over a range of issues because, you know, the corruption, the, the scandals, they continue to mount for both governments. Yeah, no, I agree. But is there is there a question there? Or? Well, it's a statement, <laughs> it's but, like... I mean, feel free to elaborate on it. I mean, these are these are the, the core things that uh, are a part of your videos, mate. And, I mean, there's just so much uh, content out of all of this, whether it's Christian Porter, whether it's, you know, John Barillaro, who, by the way, uh, Braz is going to stick around. He's not going anywhere, we're told, during the week. He's yeah. announced... Mm-hmm. Isn't that incredible? But I really don't understand why he would be sticking around either. I really don't think that he's getting back in the next election. I I just leave with my head held high. Probably didn't get the NRL job that he wanted. Uh, in regards to everybody else's, uh, just sorry, the uh, both governments just facing more and more scrutiny. Mm. They are facing more and more scrutiny, but they are facing it mainly about the Porter scandal. Uh, in regards to things that are the really deep-set issues facing this country, which um, more and more, and you're doing a lot of work on this as well, the amount of water theft that is happening. Now, that's something that should be front and centre, mainstream news, news bulletin, every single hour, the fact that the Darling is completely artificially dried up as well as along the bunch of other rivers that flow into it. Mm. Gone. 
Now, I was talking to people there because we've recently done some uh, work on it, but it's such a scary stat. There is a river system in Australia that has been flowing the same way that it has been for the last million, 10 million years. Yep. Pretty much hasn't changed. Started floodplain harvesting, 10 years, gone. It's permanently gone. Mm. It's like, it, it like, even if you started flowing the water back now, the, 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 the salinity in the, uh, in the bed has risen. Uh, the ecosystem has completely changed. The riverbanks have changed. E- even if you went back and stopped floodplain harvesting now, a million-year-old river system is permanently degraded. That's what we're looking at here. Uh, and so I, it's just the same thing as always when it comes to the Liberals facing scrutiny. They're facing scrutiny on, I guess, scandally things, you know, tabloidy stuff, but the, the really, really serious issues, as in things that will affect every generation of Australians, have completely sold out the country in the decade that they've had. And uh, I, I really just don't see them facing that much scrutiny over it. <laughs> it is just that it takes time to be a lot. Well, you're a recent explainer on water corruption in Australia. Uh, you say it'd be one thing if the Australian government paid 57 times the price they should have with your money going to a Cayman Island company set up by another politician. At least we got the water, but we didn't. Uh, I mean, water corruption... You're right, should be front and centre of, uh, of mainstream media coverage, and yet it's not. Why? Mm. I just don't, I don't understand why there is still so much cover-up. Well, it's just the same thing as always when it comes to the press. First off, I think that the press are uh, indoctrinated in a way of doing journalism, uh, which they really don't understand what it is, but it's, it's kind of... It's a covert way of playing defense for the coalition. And, in fact, it's just my new stand-up show all about it, really. It's just about how journalists are trained to ignore these things. But then the second part is, even if they want to do something about it, they have editors that say, no, you're not doing anything about it. It's, it's the usual chain of commands that happens there. But then when I talk to some of these journalists about it, the other thing that they do... And this is, this is just something that I think is a, a really ingrained tactic into them, which is that they, they always try and obfuscate it and make this seem like it's a much more complicated issue than what it is. When I first started looking into water corruption, yeah. I remember once I started looking into nuclear energy, I honestly thought nuclear energy was easier than uh, you know, water management. That, that's how it's sold to the public. But then I was talking to a bunch of... Uh, water experts, and I was just like, no, it's really, really simple. Up at the top of New South Wales, the water is being dammed. There are floodplains where they're just sucking all the water up, and then they're keeping it. So obviously, if the water is dammed, it's not going to flow into the river. No, it's not. It's so simple. And it's just like, it's, it's, that's just it. It's just like no coverage, classic Classic traders media, out of sight, out of mind. Keep the public indoctrinated in a bunch of scandals, uh, you know, minor, minor, petty little squabbles, or really, really serious issues like this are seriously affecting New South Wales now. There was another stat that I was just looking at. <clears throat> the floodplain harvesting that is happening in the north 
that is generating $2 billion worth of exports for cotton, which is insane because, like, first of all, that, that wealth is getting drawn out of the country. But the second part, in southern New South Wales, and this is just a rough estimate. This is just agricultural exports. This has nothing to do with ecology. This has nothing to do with the social impacts of, country, of towns having no water. Uh, $25 billion. It's damaged mm-hmm. southern economies by $25 billion for $2 billion of gain in cotton. Oh. And that's the primary amount of that $25 billion of agricultural export. That's food. It's actually messing with our food security now. And why? Well, we're supposed to have a, a national party that's looking after uh, areas that you've discussed in your videos that Helen Dalton and I have discussed in our conversations each and every week. Uh, but the nationals have lost focus on what the real uh, issues are of conservation, whether it's land conservation, whether it's water conservation, because like their mates in the Libs, they're selling out to major corporations. They're allowing the commodification of water, which ultimately should be allowed to flow freely through our environment. Yes, people should be able to take their uh, share of water, but some people are taking more than their share, and that's the problem. Yeah. In fact, this, and I have a couple of even forgot about this. This freaked me out when I heard it. 80% of the water theft. This is the new estimates that are coming out. 80% of the water theft, I think, is happening by two families in the north. Two families are stealing 80% of the unaccounted water. Mm-hmm. Isn't that mind-boggling? Like, for, for all of this damage, it goes to two families that are well-connected to the nationals. Well, I look forward to hearing more on this. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got like a big documentary coming out about it. Sorry, there you go. There's a sizzle for your audience. All right, sounds good. Um, Speaking of sizzle, uh, your shows around Australia, uh, where are you heading off to next and how many tickets are available? They sell out pretty quickly, mate. Yes, they do, like hotcakes they are. Yes. Uh, well, I'm going to Canberra next. Okay, good. We've had to extend another show. Yep. We might put another one after that. And uh, then we're just doing the usuals. All right, you're off we to Newcastle. We're also extending it to a bunch of regional areas. Good. Because, yeah, it's <laughs> pretty much because there's no competition. <laughs> All right, well, that is good. Uh, and yeah. what about uh, capacity? Are you able to... We've had some changes recently um, to restrictions. Are you able to increase your capacity now? Certain states. Depends okay. which ones. Yeah. But uh, Victoria, rightfully so, I'm assuming, is still very strict. Mm. But I think it's just pretty much a free-for-all in New South Wales now. It's, like, it's pretty much up to capacity of what it All should right. be. That's good, because uh, you'll be playing in Newcastle on uh, the the last day of this month, the first day of April. You'll be on the Central Coast on the 2nd of April, back at Narrabeen in Sydney on the 3rd of April. Just a few tickets left for each of these shows before you head up to Queensland, up in Toowoomba and Brisbane. Uh, all the details, friendly Geordie's Tours at gmail.com. Uh, and, of course, keep up to date on your socials, etc. so you can grab those tickets. Uh, mate, thanks for chatting with us this morning. Keep up the uh, the wonderful work that you continue to do, and uh, you, Michael West, Helen Dalton, uh, we, we're all in this fight to try and expose what's going on.
No, good on you, Marcus. Thanks for helping, and uh, yeah. thanks for knowing my touring schedule better than me. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> thanks, no buddy. Look after yourself. And uh, you got a video coming out today? No. All right. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm interviewing Bill Shorten. So check that out. All right. Buddy. An hour of the man that once was going to be Prime Minister. Good on you, buddy. Thank you.